From Spotify, this is The Window. First-person snapshots of life during the pandemic. I'm your host, Xavier Jernigan. Graduating from college is a big deal. You spend years on campus developing relationships, figuring out who you are, and working hard. And at the end, you get that moment on stage, surrounded by your friends and family, all to say, hey, y'all, we did it. This year, for millions of students across the world, that moment can't happen, at least not in the same way. For Christine Tran, this change of plans has a particular sting to it. She's a senior at UCLA, hoping to pursue a career in public policy. She's the daughter of Vietnamese immigrants, the oldest of three girls. And Christine is on track to be the first person in her family to graduate from college. It'll happen virtually on June 12th. Christine was set to go to Vietnam after graduation on a prestigious fellowship. But now, with both of her parents out of work due to the pandemic, the pressure is on to find a job to support her family. Christine answered our set of questions from our apartment near campus. It is Wednesday. I was about to say it's Tuesday, but I obviously have lost track of time since this quarantine. Right now, I am located in Westwood, California, like a 10 to 15 minute walk from UCLA, depending on how fast I walk. And I'm at home sitting in my bedroom. My roommate has left for work, so I have the room alone. And it's nice. There's three huge windows, so the light is shining through. And it feels really calm and quiet right now. Yesterday, we all stayed up till 5 a.m. eating ramen and desperately trying to work. So today, I just woke up five minutes before class starts. Luckily, since we no longer have to walk to school, that is totally acceptable um, to not put on makeup or change. So I just opened up my laptop with bedhead and just had my French class. Before the pandemic, what was this part of the year supposed to look like? I think every senior, including myself, had really planned out our spring quarter to be as chill and easy and flexible as possible because we knew that we just wanted to have fun. Like a lot of nights out drinking, a lot of nights out dancing. It was also supposed to be the time this whole year, actually, for me to slowly say goodbye to all my friends, to be able to slowly let go of the campus and take my time to appreciate things. But I guess... That's not really happening since everyone kind of left in a hurry, understandably so. My parents made a lot of sacrifices to help me get to where I am now, which is graduating from UCLA. My mom and dad are immigrants from Vietnam. My mom probably came when she was 25 My dad left to America first and then immigrated her um, later on, but they were married before that. My dad, he's been a carpenter his entire life. From my childhood till now, there's that smell of like wood (laughs) that I always associate with him when he comes home. My mom is a seamstress. 
which is also really helpful because I'm 4'10", so nothing really fits me. And so she's the one that's able to, you know, cut my prom dress so it fits my length. And like she still alters all my work apparel now that never fits right. I was really excited for my parents to be able to see me walk across that stage. I think especially for my parents who are immigrants and they don't speak a lot of English. They don't really have any idea what I'm doing in college. They just know that I'm going to a good school and I'm about to graduate. And I just felt like having them at that graduation ceremony, them amongst, you know, all the other parents and the thousands of students, it would have signified to them that like, oh, my daughter did something really big here. or My daughter achieved like a huge accomplishment. And so I was really looking forward for them to be able to see that, to let them know that all their sacrifices and all the time and investment and energy and money that they put into me was worth it. And so it makes me really sad that they wouldn't be able to see that. Because I think for them, that ceremony would have been like a median for us to communicate. But I guess things happen. (laughs) What's something that you can't stop thinking about right now? (laughs) Something I can't stop thinking about is finding a job. Even before COVID-19, I felt a lot of pressure to immediately provide for my family as soon as possible um, because we are a low-income family and because I'll be the first to graduate from, you know, a good college. And so now the pressure feels a lot more amplified just because my parents are not working right now because of COVID-19. So I'm thinking of how are they going to pay for all their bills? How are we going to pay for our rent every month? I feel like I'm still just in limbo, like dangling in mid-space. Before the pandemic, I had applied to a few fellowships, like the Fulbright, that would take me abroad to Vietnam for nine months. I ended up receiving the Fulbright in Vietnam, and so I was really excited to go, to have that whole chance to reconnect with my culture and with my family in Vietnam. But those plans have since been put on hold, And that's really hard. I've been applying to 20 jobs a day, networking with people, etc. A lot of legal assistant job, any type of secretary assistant job. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, If it just means stapling papers or doing entry data, then I'll take it. But... I mean, I look on LinkedIn and even those jobs have like 200 applicants now. So everything's like heightened competitive. So I definitely have lowered my expectations. And also just given light of my family situation, like I can't afford to be picky over what I want. If you were to write a letter that would go in a time capsule tomorrow, what would you want to get across? I would want to get across some of the lessons that people should take from this pandemic. This pandemic has shown where public policy has completely failed, particularly for people who are low income, people of color, marginalized groups. I think about how a lot of people's health insurance is tied to their employment. I think about all the folks who can't afford internet access, 
who now have to take online classes, but how is that possible if they don't have internet, if they don't have a computer? Public policy can really fill these gaps and be able to uplift the most marginalized populations. I think I want to continue carrying on the legacy of those who came before me to pave the path where communities like my own are able to have better access and better support to resources. What did you take for granted before the pandemic that you now miss? <laughs> if you know UCLA, it is super hilly. I remember my freshman year, I got shin splints from my first week walking on campus because it was just tough. But at least that's one thing every UCLA student takes away from UCLA is that you get massively strong calves. And every morning, especially this year, I hated making the walk because I was sweaty and I was gross um, for class and I was out of breath and it just did not feel good. But now that the pandemic has started, that's the only thing I really miss. It's such a quick flip. I would give anything to be able to walk on campus again with my peers and feel that lively environment. And I would never complain again about the hills. Christine Tran from her apartment near UCLA. We'll be back with a new episode next Wednesday. Hit us up. Tell us what advice you have for the class of 2020. Email us at thewindow at spotify.com. The Window is a production of Gimlet Projects for Spotify. This episode was produced by Jamisia Thomas. Editing by Andrea B. Scott and Renita Jablonski. Fact-checking by Andrew Helms. Mixing and sound design by Katherine Anderson. Music by Katherine Anderson, Emma Munger, and Peter Leonard. Our theme music is by Emma Munger. The Window production team includes Caitlin Baguki, Max Gibson, Abby Razika, Carrie Ann Thomas, and Matilde Erfolino. I'm Xavier Jernigan. Stay safe. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>